Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. I am James Kreese. Find me at on Twitter at FF underscore chef. Join with me tonight. We have Tyler Gunther, of course. What's up, Tyler? Ah, uh, same old, same old. You know, it's summer here. It's warm, but not as warm as what Arizona is feeling and uh, the Southwest. I mean, I would be, you know, those old uh, like tunes that you get up the cartoons where they like blow up or go on fire and then just turn the ash. That would be me if I lived in the Southwest because it's like 110 right now. Ouch. And that is melanoma season for this guy. So I'm glad I'm up here <laughs> in the Midwest. And we have a special guest tonight. A DHH alum. I started with Corey Spela. Nice. Uh, what, two years ago, Corey? We've known each other for a while now. And no. I mean, we still work together and collab on some stuff. Great to have you in tonight. What have you been up to? Uh, thank you both for having me on here. Um, what have I been up to? Just kind of hating myself a little bit lately. I had McDonald's for dinner and I'm regretting that right now. Really, really a lot. <laughs> Don't, <laughs> no, no regrets, you know? That's how you got to live life. And the, the worst, though, is when you have, like, fast food at dinner and you think to yourself, you're like, oh, I'm okay. And then you remembered you had, like, Taco Bell at lunch and you totally mm. forgot. You're just, like, fast food twice in Dunkin a day. Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast. Mm. Yeah. The, oh, that, God. That's, that's me. I, I had Taco Bell for dinner. I actually yeah. brought my son for his first Taco Bell experience. Nice. And uh, it may have not have been the right day to take him out. I mean, he's his molars are coming through. And he's been, he was, he cried for like an hour and a half. Straight. You know what? I felt so bad for him. There's, but I made his life better by taking him to Taco Bell this evening. Yeah. There's nothing like getting those molars out by having a Crunchwrap Supreme. 100%. I agree. 100%. He had his first Crunchwrap Supreme this evening. I was very happy about that. Um, yeah. It, it's, hit that like and subscribe button hit it. on YouTube. Uh, join us every Sunday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. Thanks for checking in. We're brought Thank to you. you by Fantasy Points, where you can use code DHH22 to get 10% off of a Fantasy Points subscription. P.S. Just cut it short. If you subscribe to them, you will win yeah. your league. That's how it that's how it goes. So, mm. so get on that. Don't forget to use code DHH22 to get 10% off fantasypoints.com. Tonight we are going to be talking about the rise and fall of rookie value from pre-draft because all three of us are in a league together that we drafted front we were in the front of things and uh before the combine and the nfl draft right that, is that yeah, what it was, it was exactly right after the combine so it was about a month before the actual nfl draft and the values change so yeah we're gonna we're pretty much gonna touch base on that and then we're we're gonna kind of try to predict we're gonna back to the future it kind of predict what the values might be in say July and August rookie drafts, because those values will also change and you might be able to get complete value. But first let's get into some news. Uh, as we always do sports illustrated, Daniel flick believes it seems like a matter of when, not if 
when it comes to Desmond Ritter, quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, to start. Um, Tyler, you are a, a big Falcons fan. Do yeah. you believe it? First off, do you believe in Ritter? And do you think that he is going to start at some point this season? Yes, 100%. And for me, the money they gave Mariota is backup money. Uh, he, he's a good backup. He's a great backup to have. He's a good mentor for Ritter, who stylistically matches up really well with Ritter. They're, they're the same player, but in my opinion, I think Ritter has, in my opinion, Ritter has more of like a smoothness to him. His delivery is smoother, and he just seems more calm. Mariota always seemed like he was just scared of the dark almost inside the pocket. So for me, Ritter, I think, is a starter. And for me, Atlanta, with their needs and the class next year being very good with edge rushers and edge defenders, I would not be shocked if Atlanta goes with Ritter after next year too because if I'm, as an Atlanta fan, I'm – more than excited to stick with Britter. And then you draft uh, Tim Williams. I think his name is out of Alabama, the edge uh, phenomenal edge rusher. He, in my opinion, is the dude next year. He's the miles Garrett style defender. So with Atlanta having like, uh, this is sarcasm, but uh, like 10 sacks in the past three years, <laughs> I would be more than happy to get a pass rush in 23 and then hanging on the Ritter and let him, grow a little bit more because he's the guy that if you give him the opportunity like Russell Wilson, he will be able to grow more and more and more. He's a winner. That's what he is. He reminds me of a poor man's Deshaun Watson, you know, sans the off the field stuff, but I see a lot of Deshaun in his game. Doesn't Deshaun had arm strength issues and Ritter. I mean, people say he doesn't have the strongest arm. That's fine because his accuracy, in my opinion, is just fine. He's a natural born leader. He's got the intangibles. I love seeing that. He's he's got that Russell Wilson vibe to me, but without the extreme arm. Tyler so. is salivating over yeah. Desmond Ritter right now love him. on air. Uh Corey, do you do you have the same passion for Ritter down in Atlanta and if so, what what week do you think uh Ritter will be starting for the uh Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, um, definitely similarities in the thought process. He touched on the upcoming quarterback class in 2023 being pretty strong as the Falcons likely will be staring down the barrel there at CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, even if they have to trade up a few spots. Tyler alluded to the edge rusher. I believe it's Will Anderson, not Tim Williams, but Will Anderson out of Alabama there that can provide the Falcons with that that they need. You know, why wouldn't the Falcons see what they have in Ritter? The Texans took that route last year with Davis Mills, and that bought him another season. There's definitely job security questions, but you pretty much just have to see what you have in Ritter. Mariota is going to be the Falcons bridge quarterback. They traded away after Matt Ryan. You know, maybe they had no idea if they were going to be able to snag Ritter in, you know, the NFL draft. So they signed Mariota, but now you do have, Ritter and I am a believer that he's going to start sooner because their bye week is week 14. So they're not going to wait for that 14, 15 weeks in the season. So, you know, part of me wants to roll the dice that he's going to be week one starter. Week one. Tyler. Wow. Uh, Tyler stepped away for a second, (laughs) but I'll, I'll, I'll jump in here with that. I mean, that's, that's a strong, that's a strong case there. Uh, Week one, week one. Now the way I was looking at it was, Maybe they use Mariota as a punching bag for the first half of the season because is it heavy? The way that, 
Yeah, <laughs> the, the front half of the season is pretty tough. They played the, the Saints, Rams, very Steelhawks, fragile, though. Browns, Bucks, 49ers, Bengals. Those four games right there, I mean, they could be looking yeah. at one in six by the time uh, that by the end of week seven. And then week eight, they get the Panthers. I think they get by week eight. The latest Ritter is in there starting for the rest I doubt of the Mariota season. makes it that far, personally. <laughs> and I that's mean, what Corey said. Corey said, I said, roll, roll the dice on week one. Like, if I'm a betting man, I'll take that bet. But yeah, at least four weeks, yeah. especially with the defenses being pretty heavy, you know. But you got to see the experience with Ritter, especially if you are going to potentially get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young in 2023. No, potential. Go somewhere, go somewhere else, Atlanta, please. Potential. <laughs> and we mentioned Seattle on that list. Uh, in the first seven games, rookie Kenneth Walker and second year Dwayne Eskridge, both out with hamstring injuries during OTAs. Does this push Rashad Penny's value up at <laughs> isn't all? He, isn't he still out? Like, doesn't Is, he? I don't still, know. He's hurt from he reading was, this. He's hurt from reading this. Like he, he uh, <laughs> fractured his eyeball. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. In my opinion, I'm more worried about the fact that Geno Smith is beating out Drew Locke in camp. That news just came out. And guess I mean, what? That's not great, Bob. If that's your, <laughs> if you're going in with Geno Smith, who's a fine backup, the worry is you're having Geno Smith hand off the ball. And Drew Locke, everybody's hope, hopes and dreams, thinking, hey, he could be actually really good in Seattle in this offense. It's not going to happen. It hasn't happened in Denver, and he got so many chances. It's not going to happen in Seattle. Guess what? They need Baker. Baker would change that offense. Yeah. I don't know why they're not willing to take on some of that money. It's one year. It's, no, they're going to yeah, wait because the value is going to drop. The, va- the value is going to bottom out. If the Cleveland Browns make it to training camp without a, a starting quarterback and they I don't remember who their backup is Brissett Jacoby, is Jacoby, Brissett? Jacoby Brissett. yeah so if they go in there with Jacoby Brissett and Baker's nowhere to be found and Deshaun Watson's nowhere to be found um the price for Baker goes lower and and the Cleveland Browns have no choice but to pay down some of that that money to get him off of their roster in as they opinion. cut down so I I think it's going to be happening later Probably in the middle of training camp somewhere, we're going to see Baker see land that. with Seattle. If, if uh, they I think did if that, he goes in. He goes to Seattle. If they did that, guy. that is the second time they're going to screw Baker over because Baker needs to be on a different team before training camp to get reps with his new team. If they were to do that, and then what they did with Deshaun Watson, the whole money thing, and then before then, what they actually did to Baker before all of this. Well, who's to say Baker doesn't want a more lengthy contract like? You're, they're not going to just come in and say, "Oh, I'm going to pick up one year and his fifth year option, and Nobody's that'll be it." Going to like, give he, Baker he money, won't, he won't want that contract either. He, we may be looking at him sitting out a year. Then he need. That's not what he should do, though. No, if he want, if he wants money, it might be a stalemate. And everybody knows ba- Baker is going to go in. He's going to play the year. It's going to be a prove it deal. And I think, in my opinion, the way Baker is, he's fine with that. He's all about proven himself wrong he's got the underdog mentality which actually is why people don't like him that much because he always feels like people's out people are out to get him and you know everybody doubts him and that's his mentality and there's a reason why locker rooms he doesn't mix well in some of them so i think seattle with that mentality the way seattle has players that are drafted later that have come off of you know suspensions and stuff i think seattle is a perfect spot for him Keep him away from Carolina because that place is a 
hot garbage mess. Did you did you hear about Robbie Anderson possibly uh, wanting to retire? I, I read that. Um, yeah, that that place is a hot mess for sure. Um, but let's go a little bit more further south with the news. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tua Tungavaloa were compared by Tyreek Hill. Accuracy-wise, Hill said, I'm going to with Tua all day. So he's saying that Tua has a better accuracy than Patrick Mahomes. What's wrong Did with that? Say, is, yeah. it, is it hyping up the Miami Dolphins? Good? What do we expect from the Miami Dolphins this season? I mean, Hill seems pretty happy about it. So what do you what do you think? You go on this one, Corey. Yeah, well, you know, people are obviously going to be losing their minds because of what he said. But was it really wrong? I mean, Tunga Vailoa had a higher percentage of on-target percentage passes than Mahomes last year, you know, albeit 250-ish less passing attempts. But not only that, Tunga Vailoa also had a lower percent of poor throws per pass attempt, which is a statistic that excludes spikes and throwaways. But you must be thinking, well, maybe Tunga Vailoa has, you know, the noodle arm, so he's throwing shorter. But there was a 0.3 yard difference in intended air yards per pass attempt. So it's not like Mahomes was not completely blowing off that percentage because he's missing deep ball attempts. If you look at year after year, his uh, intended yards or adjusted yards per attempt has gone downhill. So like, you know, is Tyreek really wrong when he's saying Tunga Valo is more accurate? I think we would have a more bigger problem if he kind of said that he was the better quarterback. Yeah. Okay. hundred percent. Like, nice. hey, now if, if he comes out and says, Tua's arm is better than Mahomes. I think we all know, but I'm with Corey. When I read the accuracy thing, it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, what's wrong with that? He was one of the most accurate quarterbacks last year. That's what he's known for is his accuracy. Now, can we talk about like 40 yards down the field? How his accuracy's yeah, yeah. been? Like maybe maybe go 50 yards down the field? Yeah, that, then we're going to talk about a different story. But yeah, Tua's fine. He's He's going to be a fine quarterback. He's a, he's a good quarterback too for super flex. I don't think Miami has any plan other than Tua. And for me, the contract they gave the Tyreek Hill and they are cap strong for a while. They are going to be stuck with Tua for a while because there's no way they're going to be able to go. Oh, they're all get, in. They're yeah. All in. They, they're not going to go out and get Brady for the, for the money he's going to want to get unless he's part owner, which, you know, rumors have it is that could be it. But for me, is Tua's arm strength as bad as Brady's right now? I mean, that could be another argument. The Tua's a fine quarterback, but the ex- people are always on one side of the spectrum. Either he's going to be the best quarterback in fantasy or he's going to be the worst. Why can't he be both? Why can't he just be in the middle? <laughs> I mean, I look at it as a, from a franchise standpoint. The Miami Dolphins did what they needed to do to compete in that high-octane offense, uh, offensive division with the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots, like they will get away from you uh, point-wise. And I, I think they they came in, they were like, well, Stefan Diggs went to Buffalo, and now all of a sudden they're scoring a lot of points. They brought Tyreek Hill in. He gels with Tua. They're all happy. Everybody's happy. They're going forward with a new offensive uh, coordinator. I, I I like the 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 mood in Miami, but I only see them winning like seven to ten games seven to 10 games tops yeah. this season. So we're going to, it's going to be a little bit into a, yeah, he'll probably get into contract. Yeah. And, and the worst part Maybe. about Miami is they have, according to 
the fantasy footballers UDK, like their strength of schedule for receivers is 28th. So it's not good. Right. It, it's it's right. their strength of schedule is not good. I, I mean, the AFC East corners are pretty much stand yeah. standout corners. What the Miami's strength of schedule is good is for running backs, which is number one. So their like running McDaniel, backs, could, yeah, they could eat. And McDaniel's going to want to. McDan- not, there's not two of them. It's not <laughs> it a twin. Be. It could be. Who knows it's what's plural. going on in the brain? Yeah. I mean, Smart I, guy. we all two and one. Big Daddy, Full House, they all use Indeed. twins for actors. I mean, they just swapped them out in and out every so often. So mm. maybe we're on to something. Maybe. And you know, let me talk about how birds aren't talk real. About <laughs> birds are talk real, about dude. it. The robots. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, maybe something else about the Dolphins, though. Like, if Tua doesn't work out, they have two first round picks next year. So maybe yeah. they could make a push up, even if it's not for the top one, but maybe if it's like the Slovis guy, the third quarterback of the draft. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm a believer in Tua. And like you said, a good quarterback, too, in super flex leagues. Yeah. And I, I think the deep ball will will go up a little bit more. And maybe his accuracy goes he down slightly but, but i i think oh you know he had low volume he, on he had like it, six second, he had yeah. like six or second mean, he only threw 29 deep passes yeah 28, 28. 2021 20, so yeah. Uh, 28 <laughs> yeah and also also he doesn't need to throw deep with these guys like, uh, let's be real you can literally you can dump it off you can it do the shovel passes <laughs> these guys are burners it's going to be short dink and dunk so i'm going to love it I like how Corey's raising his hand oh, yeah, for, for all those who haven't, who are on YouTube. If, you should be. You, yeah. If you are listening via your ears only um, and not seeing, I do have my hand raised because I want to be polite and have these people have their opinions. Waddle or Hill? Not in Dynasty, but 2022. Go. Hill. For redraft? Yeah. Hill. Hill. Or just who's going to score Dy- more? Dynasty, it's Waddle. Just age. Dynasty, Waddle, yes. And, and honestly, I love Tyreek. He's small. Speed wears down a little slower than normal. So for me, I don't know. Like, is he just a guy who's just going to be lightning quick for four years or four more years like Deshaun Jackson? Because he also kind of wore off and the lower body injuries started coming in more in. So does Tyreek kill him? Not really. He's he's had a little bit of hamstring issues here and there. But, I mean, when you're running like 87 miles an hour, so... (laughs) It's, it's, hard out, it's hard out there for a cheetah. Grade one, grade two. Everybody wants to steal their their his uh his belt. Couple Speaking of belts, things. upgrade your fantasy league today with Trophy Smack. Completely customizable. They have belts, trophies, and don't forget the rings. Use the code DHH ring and get a free $60 championship ring with purchase of a trophy or belt today. Once again, DHH ring at trophysmack.com. All right. Welcome back. Let's get into the rise and fall of rookie values. Now, we're, we're talking pre-draft, and I know, Tyler, you wanted to bring up uh, the league that we were in that we drafted way ahead of the NFL draft. So do you want to kick that off? You got something in mind? Yeah. I mean – let's start off at the top 101 it's a super flex tight end premium league we got a bunch of sharks a bunch of sharks and Corey are in the league so it's it's a fun fun league i i I had no draft picks in this draft he had no draft picks but he he had i stole it at 311 though i stole so i mean right off the top you can tell the difference this is all pre-nfl draft this is about a month before the nfl hit on this point and let us know this 
<laughs> I traded up to get Malik Willis. Now, at first, I was all pumped. I'm like, Malik Willis is my one-on-one. It's a slam dunk. Let's go. I thought so, too. And you know what? After the draft, I was kind of sad about it. I'm like, this this sucks. And then I thought more and more about it. And I'm like, in, Just, like, in like two years, hopefully, this pick could pan out. <laughs> like I two years. Maybe well, not this year for sure, but no, th- maybe next year. year. I think Tennessee's a great organization. They're not going to be in in the hunt for a quarterback next year. And for me, Malik Willis is their future. And when I've got a guy like that uh Cecil Lammy, who I enjoy listening to and I take a lot of his stuff, you know, personal. I I, I love his work. He said Malik Willis reminds him a lot of Steve McNair who also needed a good amount of time to, to, yeah, to progress into the quarterback he is. It took McNair a little bit to to be who he was. So for me, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, it, it sucks, but you know what? You live with your mistakes. You kind of learn. The issue is I traded up with uh, John, who took Brees Hall at 104. Should, yeah, we, uh, should we get this on the screen here? Congrats on the marriage. Sure, we could do that. But the, the biggest issue I have is uh, there's a couple picks of our, our buddy um, Juan who <laughs> took Matt Coral at 102. Now, pre draft. Yeah. <laughs> pre draft. Let's, let's emphasize this is pre draft. And even, even if it was pre draft, well, I'm not all about Matt Coral. So, <laughs> oh, that's the Panther guy. But it was third round, just like Willis and Ritter. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, the NFL fact that think different. the fact that Carolina's still trying to get Baker and Coral's been out with a, oh. a non and undisclosed injury. The um, biggest one, and I'm looking at this draft and hats off to my boy, Corey, Damian Pierce at the 306. Yep. Let's not talk about my previous three. Now, picks, his ADP, <laughs> his ADP. <laughs> Was 202.5. It is now 121 on DLF. Like, that's that's some serious rise in value. We're talking about po- uh, pre-comp, like, post-combine. Let's, let's also talk about Carson Strong at 206. What's worse, Carson <laughs> Strong at 206 or Malik Willis at 101? Carson Strong at 206. <laughs> yeah, you know, what can I say? He is an undrafted uh, quarterback over there to the Eagles, and we all know they're a quarterback university, a big quarterback farm oh, over God. there. <laughs> Another guy that's going to take two years just like Malik Willis, especially if Hertz does not pan out. But I think the Eagles have two or three first-round picks as well, so my hopes and dreams are shattered with Carson Strong. Yeah, and then we'll also stick in the second round. Sam Howell at 202 to one yeah, again. Yeah. yeah, that that one's a big ouch. Uh, Traylon Burks at 103. I don't think we can really bat can't, an eye yeah, at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still around that area, around the the 103 to the 107. I've seen him go, going. Yeah. yeah, I took him at 107 in a league a week ago. So yeah, the, there there's go. not too much of a difference. About a week ago. Uh, I got Kenneth Walker at 106. I traded up to get him because I knew I missed out on Brees Hall, and that would that would really hurt me. I traded with Corey here. He traded back one spot and took Chris Olave. I mean, Kenneth Walker ranges from 102 to 106, and Olave's around the same area. So I don't think really anything's changed there. Drake London to me is the biggest one in the first biggest round. Biggest mover, yes, in the first. He's he's 108 to Jeff here. 
he jumped 20 spots in ADP from March to May. Yep. And, and for me, uh, Drake London's one of, he should be where Traylon Burks is and Traylon Burks should be where he should he be is. where Matt Coral is. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Coral shouldn't even be on this yeah. draft board. <laughs> I, 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 I took Drake London 102 in a, in a rookie super flex uh, tight end premium like yeah. last week. Like I'm, I'm all about, I'm all in on Drake London. He's going to be the one there for a while uh, matched up with, with Kyle Pitts. So he doesn't have to take the full workload. Uh, I, I believe I'm a firm believer in Drake London. And that's why I like Desmond Ritter to go along with it. Yeah. And also yeah. pre NFL draft. I mean, you got sky Moore, who our, our guy, the commissioner, John took at, that's really late. Yeah. After that's Carson a big Strong. jump. Yeah. After his, Carson Strong. <laughs> after Carson Strong. Not a Sky Moore. Sky Moore went. And we saw the jump with ADP on Sky Moore. It was 105 to 72. Like that's that's crazy. Almost 40. No, 30 points. Yeah. We're, I mean, in we're, 30 spots. Yeah. And in startup, the big difference is just landing spot and and for me there's a lot of people that i've actually started listening to that have also started going with uh the opposite of what a lot of people are going to and they're like they're not trying to let landing spot kind of deflect their thoughts originally because i mean we saw with aj brown people loved him landing spot wasn't great so he fell to the second round people are trying to do the opposite too and try not to let that affect their draft slot like hey sky Moore was like a mid-second early second Am I going to take him at 107? Do I trust that? Or am I going to stick with my original thoughts and not let the landing spot at Kansas City really deter that? Because let's not forget, Sky Moore, yeah, he's a second-round pick, but he was a late second-round pick. So there's a lot of teams that passed him up for receivers. So there's a lot of receivers ahead of him. Yeah, like who? Like Traquan Thornton? Yeah, Traquan Thornton. That's crazy. Come on. (laughs) David Bell was third. Yeah, Yeah. David Bell. Was so, first Wandale. I, yeah, I got Wandale at late second. Also, let's not forget about the, the steal of the draft. You had a lot James, of picks in this draft. James Cook. Yeah, 211. James Cook, 211. That was great. <laughs> well, Damian Pierce, 306. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. Jelani Woods, 404, maybe. Yeah. I, the way I look at it is James Cook is, is being drafted in the back end of the first round right now. So he went up a full round. I'm I'm excited about the fact that you got that value, but that's what happens when you're in the front part of your draft. Like, I mean, if you're ahead of the NFL draft, like you don't know, you're just yeah. betting on talent, and whoever has the most time put in, invested in studying, that's when you know you get the advantage. Hundred percent. Yeah, you got to watch the film and and learn. But these are a bunch of sharks, man. I don't care. I came out with. Uh, my one guy, Kyron Williams, at three eleven, and Pierre yeah. Strong at uh, four eleven. Four eleven, which was still pretty good value. Uh, with the whole entire James Cook thing, I remember saying in the chat too after I drafted him at two eleven, I said, "I'm like, I can't wait to get this guy in drafts in the second round." Like I, I said in the in the chat, I, I swear, I was like, I could get this guy in the early second, and I'm happy. That's not happening. He is going to be like one oh eight, one oh nine, in my opinion, in drafts. So. I was that's the earliest I'll ever see him, and I'm happy I, I still got him. But what is another good pick for you guys? Like John Mechie at 301. I've seen him go there. Like that's that's a saw I love that pick. I have him in a bunch of leagues. And Jahan Dotson, even pre-NFL draft, was still like 201. 
So <laughs> I mean, but, Jelani Woods, Greg Dolchik, they they were all elevated by Dolchik. the by the draft. Jalen Tolbert at three 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 oh seven. That's yeah, yeah, Alex like, Pierce. You won't see Tolbert reach the third round now. Christian He's Watson going. at two oh nine. That was a big one too. He's almost gone up a whole round. What about some not good ones, you know? Calvin Austin going in last. Like, Matt Coral. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Coral is bad. Isaiah Likely. Sam Howell is bad at 2 2. Carson Isaiah Strong at 206 is terrible. Yeah. Likely. I mean, he had he had some buzz going in after the combine. Uh, Jerome David, Ford was good. Dave, Dave Kluge at Julius Chestnut. Did he have some like. <laughs> somebody in camp that knows how underrated this kid is because apparently in Titans camp, this guy's doing everything right. And Hassan Haskins is probably going to be behind him. So Haskins wasn't even did. drafted in this, in this yeah. draft. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Dave might know some stuff, you know, once he goes to football guys, they have, they know their football guys, I guess. <laughs> I see what you did there. And then uh, there are a bunch Tom, of underdogs over there. Thomas, hey. Thomas, hey. Chase Allen. Who's Chase it. Allen? I and he's twenty four. I mean, oh, I think he's got some speed on him. Oh, but he's okay. twenty four though. Chase yeah. Allen, player profiler. He's older than you, Corey. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Dude's got some speed. He's uh four eight four. That's not. That's not very fast. That's not speed. I could <laughs> for I, a tight guys, end. That's uh. I'd say that's okay. That's bad. Yeah. Four seven is the cutoff. Four seven two. Yeah. If you want to be generous. Yes. Right. Right. And, you guys. And oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, Rashad White at two hundred eight is also pretty good value. He's going. Jeff had a good draft. Yeah, he had a very good draft. He he took value, and he's also a player that does his tape evaluations, watches tape, and kind of goes with what what he what he thinks. Isaiah Spiller at one eleven, that one hurt. But are we really that upset about it? In my opinion, I still think Spiller's RB four in this draft class. It's bad. It's just bad when you like just see who uh, went after. But yeah. again, pre NFL draft, these guys Spiller, you know, they had the hype. So you kind of were capitalizing on that, especially when you missed out on Hall and Walker. Yeah, and can you pick it at one twelve, which is probably where he's going in a lot of drafts. A lot of people don't like him. For me, I would take him at one hundred six ish range. I need your input. I so, I think he's a good quarterback. So um, I'm on the clock in a home league draft, 1.08. I need a quarterback because I do have Watson and Tannehill, and then Kyler. Do I take Pickett? The Who's big up? seven are gone. Big seven are gone. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think so. Thanks. He. So, I don't think he starts this year. Kane. No. I think you're wrong. I but, could go trade for. So for me, Kane said it best. Kane Fossil on the the FF Dynasty. If you haven't listened to their podcast, they had came out with a kind of industry mock and Kane Fossil said it best. What is the one position that has the safest retaining value in this class? And it's Kenny Pickett. He even said, he goes, I would not be shocked if Kenny Pickett has the most value over any of these receivers in this class. He said, yeah, next year, next year. He said, it would not shock me if Kenny Pickett has better value trade wise than any of these receivers. And he said, talent, I mean, are we really talking about talent? Are we talking about value? Value. Are we talking about I mean, practice? As long as he doesn't, st- as long as he doesn't Not step on game. the field, his value isn't affected. Not exactly. Like he, he can I, ha- he can come in and still have first round value next year. He's We're he's talking playing. about value. He's playing. 
Pickett's going to play. He's going to need to play because he's going up against some stellar uh, 2023 quarterbacks. No, Pittsburgh is good at drafting. They know their stuff. Pittsburgh is going to play. development. Yeah, development's phenomenal. Like, how many quarterbacks have they had uh, after Big Ben? Like, they took Cordell Stewart, who's a receiver, and made him a quarterback. Mason Rudolph was a third-round pick, (laughs) and he was a shot in the dark. Duck Hodges. Duck Hodges, they actually gave a good start. One. A good one. <laughs> yeah, what, why? How's that a negative against Dennis Dixon? I mean, they had Charlie Batch. Yeah, Char- Charlie Batch Charlie has some Batch. good years. Yeah. So this is a fun for, game. So for me, Pittsburgh—they took him in the first round. They Landry had their, Jones. They had their pick at quarterback. They had Pittsburgh Mike Vick. Did. Yeah, they did. They did oh, have. Sorry, so sorry, for me, sorry. no, you're good. Like for me, Pittsburgh had their pick they could have went elsewhere they, they could have just pick it. they could have went with trubisky they pick and it. then then they could have drafted a quarterback next year but what they do they took one this year one that they knew the best one that they felt comfortable with convincing me kenny I mean, pickett is the dude like he's going out to of start. pittsburgh you you know with their go- second round pick pickens Pickens, picket to yeah. Pickens is going to be Pickens. a fun thing to say. And guess what? And they, they have a nice both. picket fence around their practice field. Yeah, it's <laughs> open Pickens. <laughs> yeah, it, it's honestly, I think people people are going to be kicking themselves for actually not taking picket sooner. So for me, like, oh well, I'll take. I, like I, I love Garrett Wilson, but I fear Garrett Wilson won't have as much value as Kenny Pickett next year so the fact that george pickens went before kenny pickett in this draft is amazing i mean i'm fine with it they're very close to me i love both players but for me the quarterback's going to retain value they always do mac jones did and he was a early second round pick and mac jones skinny mac so for me give me the quarterback the quarterback and and honestly if he's a quarterback too like you have kyler and you're in this draft He's a quarterback too. Oh, it's a two quarterback league as well. It's not a super flex. Yeah. Take the quarterback. Quarterback holds value. KBHV. Okay. I'm not going to hit it because we don't have a clock. So I'm going to wait if anything. <laughs> You're having doubts. <laughs> so, and, and people are like, well, he wears gloves. There's a lot of quarterbacks in this league that wear gloves that Small nobody hands. realizes. Big All Ben right. wore a glove forever. I, I'm sorry. People are sleeping on Kenny Pickett. Hey, always so wear the glove. You never, you know. And so, people compare him to it. Teddy Bridgewater. You know, Teddy Bridgewater wore the glove because he felt more comfortable with it. And guess what? Teddy, when he wasn't hurt, was a fine quarterback. Dude. Kenny Pickett has a better arm than Teddy Bridgewater. I'm sorry that people are comparing the two. Pickett has a better arm. All right. I'll believe you. I'll believe here you. to hear first. Kenny Pickett, the underdog. James. And if you want to be an underdog, NFL offseason has you hyped, but yet you don't want to Join another startup. Go download the Underdog app right now. Hit pause and go download and then use code DHH to have your deposit up to $100 evenly matched. Go get a free $100 off of Underdog. Go play some best ball. It's best ball season. Um, I'm in a best ball league right now. We just kicked it off. I took, um, like I said, Cooper Cup at the 103. I like the odds of Cooper Cup repeating a uh, high fantasy finish for 2023. And go ahead and, and I'm going to pick Matthew Stafford really, really late. 
I like those odds. I like that stack. That's what you need to do when you're on underdog. Besides using our code DHH for a hundred dollars match, go play underdog today. Back to the back to reality here. Um, okay, Eminem. Corey, <laughs> we are in the goats and hose league, and the goats and hose league is special to me because we are DHH. Everybody oh, yeah. in this league was was right. born in DHH. It was all our first shots. Um, just to name oh, a couple yeah. of people, you know, Taylor. we mentioned Juan earlier. Yeah, Juan we had Mitchell. Taylor. We They're had, not my kids. Um, oh, and then oh, two of my friends, Troy King. Troy King's up in here. Uh, shout out Yake and Bake. I'm just gonna go by uh, you know, nicknames here. Aaron yeah. Yackel. Um, yeah, there's some good play- people in here, and I love this league. It's one of our. It's one of my favorites. It's a Superflex startup. Well, it wasn't. A, well, it was a startup three years ago. Who, who won last year? Um, I think. Did you, you actually did. win a league? I think you did. Yeah, <laughs> I picked twelve for the record. How does me. that happen without trading for it? How'd that happen? How did it happen? You know, it's just what happens when you draft post NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I like I agree. I love the pre-NFL draft a yeah, couple of them because you stick to your guns. You get your guys. Like, like I took Justin Ross at 302. I loved him. Now his value is way too high, and the undrafted label really hurts him. But, yeah, like James Cook, players like that, players that you believe in, you draft. But, yeah, post-NFL draft is when you kind of got to mix that with the ADP and landing spots. There's a little bit of a, of a cocktail that you got to mix up and, and figure out the concoction of mm-hmm. Corey. Right. Um, as content creators, I am a believer that we should be doing pre NFL draft rookie drafts because we just really, if we're going to have these takes and walk the walk on Twitter, we should actually follow through with that and just kind of see where we're at. So that's why I appreciate our league, the analyst league a lot. And if you just have a league with your friends, post NFL drafts, perfectly fine. You know, we don't, you know, home league people, some people, they have no idea. They're just coming around. They have, you know, wives, husbands, if you're that way and the kids and all that stuff. So I think the way we look at it is that league, there is a, a large collaboration of, of great fantasy minds in that analyst league. And we, we sit there and we look at things early and early and it's a competition for us to guess, right and hit on a player early uh, pre-draft. That's that's the fun part about it. And we're also setting the market for other things. And we see the ADP where they where they drop and where they raise up after the draft. And, you know, sometimes we get lucky, sometimes we don't. But, I mean, the one thing I was saying, like the league that we were in together, Corey, the Goats and Hoes League, uh, it's a farm league, um, James on. Cook, 111. And we just said that Tyler scooped him up at the two eleven, like one and, round. Yeah, that's and this was like what two months apart. So like we're seeing this already. Trans- I took him at one hundred three in a league a week ago. Wow, how about OB? Wow. Yeah, see, Juan had the first pick in this draft, and he took first pick Brees is Hall. the easiest draft. <laughs> first pick is the he easiest. He took Brees Hall. Yes, yeah. I. Th- are you shocked on that? Are you kind of surprised? Well, in terms of like he went from Coral, he, <laughs> Coral. he went then. from Malik him, Malik Willis to Brees Hall. You know, Matt I Coral. Mean, yeah. Uh, 
for yeah and like you said like home leagues and and all that stuff there's a there's a huge difference i was in a whole my first ever dynasty league these guys aren't in tune with podcasts they don't really listen there's a couple that listen to me sometimes but they just do it to laugh at me and yeah, no honestly they to laugh at you they do it to to take notes like i took isaiah spiller at 204 i took james cook at 103 now as a strategy thing because i had 106 and 107 i'm good at receiver and i knew Running back was king in this league. It's a one quarterback league. Running backs, people are always starving for. And James Cook had a tons of, ton of hype. And somebody that does listen to me had pick 105 and said, for sure, James Cook was the 105 pick. I wanted to make sure I got James Cook. So I, I just reached for him. And that I'm fine with that because I went, I went Jameson Williams and Burks at 106, 107. So instead of going Drake London and another two receivers, why not get my guy? Or your boy Pickett. Yeah, Pickett is I'll a single quarterback, and I don't need a quarterback. Oh, my fault, my fault. Hey, hey, Chef, you see who I just picked up four days ago? Julius Chestnut. Julius Chestnut. You're lacking, bro. Also, uh, Ty Davis-Price. Let's talk about drafts that Where'd are happening that? later. Ty, da- Ty-, Ty Davis-Price is a guy mm. that's going to rise. Tyrion Davis-Price? Ty. Well, Tyrion. Oh, Tyrion. We're like first name basis with him. Tyrion. Yeah. It's like Game of Thrones. Yeah, Tyrion Lannister-Davis-Price. Tyrion <laughs> Lannister-Davis-Price. It's perfect. Perfect. Selected number 93 overall. Yeah. What do we guys think? I mean, it's basically just Trey Sermon. No. Same profile and just not as good. <laughs> I, I actually, so low-key, Trey Sermon was one of my most despised prospects last year. I was not You a had fan. a lot of them. I did not. I had none of him. <laughs> so, uh, Davis Price, I actually like. And when a guy like Anthony Lynn the old head coach and old running back coach for Buffalo and offensive coordinator there before he went to uh, the chargers. He loves this guy. He loves his no nonsense running style. And, you know, I know Anthony Lynn didn't work out as a head coach, but you know what he is good at. He's good with running backs because he used to be one. He knows what he's looking for in running back and he's good with running backs for teams. He kind of brought uh, Austin Eckler to earth. Like he's the reason why Austin Eckler is him because he gave him the chance and gave him the ability to. So for me, I'm actually listening to what he says about these running back, running backs in San Francisco, and he loves uh, Ty Davis Price. So for me, I took him at 301 in this draft a week ago, and I'm more than happy to. And I would not be shocked if there's drafts in August. He's more mid second because he's going to start getting hype. Mm. So, yeah, that's like, I mean, who can we pick out out of this rookie class that's going to be moving up more in value or will be a value come August? Like, I'm looking at Garrett Wilson already, and he has dropped in value, saying bad things in in rookie minicamp. Elijah Moore is making all the plays. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson can't hit the broad side of a barn with the football. We knew this. (laughs) (laughs) Old news. But on the other hand, you, you know, we see Olave with Michael Thomas not showing up to mandatory minicamp. Yeah. Like his stock is growing. And these guys were, weren't were picked too far apart recently. I'm, I'm seeing Garrett Wilson and, and Chris Olave, you know, they're in three or four picks of each other, no matter when your draft was, because they were both high profile players. Uh, we see one going one way and we see the other going, I'm mad that I don't have any Olave right now. Um, I do have Garrett Wilson. Maybe I can swap one. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's chance. too late. It's I reactive. It's I would reactive. say I wouldn't. I have a lot opinion. of Garrett Wilson. I have zero Olave. So for me, it, we're going to fall into that trap. 
when I watched tape on Olave, I saw somebody who's a fine wide receiver, a high, a high end wide receiver three, low end wide receiver two for a fantasy team. That's fine. We all need them. But for me, I'm going to go for upside. And for, for me, I didn't see the upside in Olave like a lot of people did. Corey, I know you like Olave. You're a big Olave guy. Olave. For, for, for me, it's more of the, the weakness. He's not a strong guy. He's going to see press, especially if Michael Thomas isn't there. He's going to see a lot of the, the big corners. He's going to see the big name corners. And defenses are going to shift to him. So if, if I'm if I'm going to put money on a player, I'm going to go on talent. So that's Garrett Wilson for me. Olave is going to be fine. He's going to be a Sterling Shepard-esque, maybe even Terry McLaurin-esque type player. So uh, if that's what you want, Terry McLaurin, Terry. I think, is the upside. Yeah, I agree. Terry, it, Terry McLaurin's more of the ceiling, and you know Sterling Shepard's the floor. I'm going to go with upside. Me, Garrett Wilson's a guy who could be Justin Jefferson. He has that type of ability. I like that. I like some second round guys, David Bell, Wandale Robinson. Maybe eventually I'll come around to throwing in Alec Pierce into that conversation. But I think those are some guys who will have some immediate volume, especially maybe more Wandale. Shout out to you, Chef and the Giants, especially with Dable coming over that slot role. He will kind of covet that. And I think he ran the first most four wide receiver sets last year with the Bills. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity, especially if Sterling Shepard kind of comes back a little bit slow from that Achilles. We mentioned Terry and Davis Price just a little bit earlier. I'm looking at this draft that we did. Tyler Algier. Two weeks He's a guy ago. that's going to go up just because uh, they have nobody 307, there. Tyrion Davis Price. Two spots, but in front of Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams with the broken foot. Remember that. I like I like TDP at the third round, but if he creeps into the second round, I don't yeah, really I think care that's so too much. spicy. Tyler um, Algier could creep into the cool. second round because there's one year there's rental. And and he's looking fine in camp. He's already what, going in the second round. He's going mid second round right now, Tyler L. That's that's crazy to me. Because shout out, shout Yake. out, uh, Al Yakel. Yake Bake, Yake and Bake took him two oh six. He's RB nine DLF twenty seven point five pick in the super flex. So twelve twenty four. Yeah, that's late second a early pick third. before yeah. a pick before uh, right after Trey Desmond Ritter. Yeah, Ritter is somebody who in super flex leagues is going to boost up like if you have a, a draft in august he might be a fringe first round pick just because i think in the game the preseason games he's gonna make a couple passes where people are like oh damn like this is what we saw in cincy he's a leader he can make the throws and i mean look look what he did in cincy like people don't realize that he was a winner in cincy a four-year starter he beat out some very high recruits like this is a guy that doesn't take crap and he's he's in like he he pretty much took the phone call from Arthur Smith and said they fucked up whoever passed on him like that's what he told him he's like they <laughs> fucked up we are gonna go all in that's funny uh, another Giants that I like the tight end they take uh, took Daniel Bellinger. Bellinger yeah great great prospect and profile for a tight end and if we're looking at the tight ends maybe besides Jelani Woods, what better of an immediate potential role he can secure? Trey McBride's going to be dealing with Zach Ertz. Uh, Dulcich has Albert Ukwebunam, and Jelani Woods just has uh, Moeli Cox. Jake Ferguson, maybe with the Dalton uh, Schultz. Yeah, with the field. Dalton Schultz holdout, I but think Jake I Ferguson might actually no, just Dulcich, right like in there. Dulcich is going to be the guy that, that surprises. Dulcich. Well, he's not a surprise if he hits for me. I loved his film. So... He, like awesome. Cecil Lamb, never got it. He his value raised so high. 
Cecil Lammy, that's all he talks about as he's the guy that runs down the field. He's the guy for Russell Wilson that runs down the field. And it's uh, Albert O, who is more of the run a slant, run a curl, and stand there. Like it, yep. it's Dolchich they're using as the pass catcher. And, and yeah. What's good he's, about new head coach Nathaniel Hackett is he ran the second most two tight end sets in the 12 personnel last year with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and if you look at his history, he loves having his tight end too. He's been praising Dulcich all offseason, saying he's going to get on the ball and he's going to be that vertical kind of guy that you were alluding to and who did it really well. I think he had 17.6 yeah. yards per catch at UCLA. He played with um, the Titans' fourth-round pick, uh, slipping his name. Kyle. Oh, I... doesn't matter. I... Some slot guy. And That's going to bother led me. The team, led the team That's... in yards Kyle over Phillips. the years. Kyle, Kyle Phillips, yes. Yeah. He had more catches, but Dulcich had more yards. He's just a big play home run ability. He has a good profile. A little bit slow, but like a four six nine speed's not too shabby, especially when you could beat linebackers with that. Yeah, and honestly, I think Trey McBride will have some play in those six games. Hopkins is out. They could run a lot of two tight end set. And, and honestly, uh, let's be honest. Uh, from what we saw at Colorado State, he didn't really play in line. He was more of a, of a receiver than he was anything. So if they need help and they need a big guy, which they don't have a lot of, let's not forget about that. A lot of these guys are small. Uh, Trey McBride is definitely going to get some play. So he, in my opinion, could shock a lot of people. I think he's going to come in midseason and take over or they or vice no. versa. Ertz, not with Hopkins Ertz coming there. back. Ertz is going to be there. He's going to be a little chipped up. They're going to work, work him into the, yeah, they're going to save him for the playoffs. You're losing Christian Kirk's tough. I mean, he's a solid receiver, not the wide receiver one, but he's a solid wide receiver two for a team. Don't pull it up. I, I mean, you if, still have if, it ready. if you can see it, if you can see my screen right now, you know <laughs> oh what I'm saying. I, I, I am not a fan. Corey, you've been on that train Kirk's way too long. Good. I suggest you jump he's... off before it crashes. Hey, he's a very high prospect. He went to Texas A&M. <laughs> So, I mean, there's talent there, but are we talking about top 10 paid receiver no. talent? No. Well, there was a projection contract, you know, like they got ahead the of next it. DJ Shark, man. And no, also they just had to pay. If you look at the details, but. Yeah, they just had to pay because they're Jacksonville. Nobody it's wants to go there. Contract. That means they're going to feed him. <laughs> they pay extra for the humidity. Target. No, yeah. they pay yeah. extra for the logo travels. and the team. <laughs> he had to relocate. He had to relocate. Um, who else out there? Is good Jerome Ford, maybe, Chef. You picked him. Cleveland, maybe they move on from Hunt. And all of a sudden, uh, Jerome Ford steps up next year. Yeah, shout out to... It's a year play. Shout out to Alfonso. Oriano? Uh, what was his name that was on here on the show? Oh, man. I know. Alfredo? Alfredo Brown. Alfredo, dude. Shout yeah, out to I'm Alfredo hungry. Brown. I'm hungry. He loved Alfredo Jerome Ford. Wait, spatula? Alfredo? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they called me in eighth grade. The Italian Alfredo Brown said that he liked Jerome Ford. So I said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to take Jerome Ford here and see what happens. You know, I like to, I like to be very open on my roster ships. I want to have a a bigger portfolio. I want to have support a lot of these players and I want to roll the dice on some, see if I can gain some value. So Jerome Ford is one of those guys that I think, yes, they, he could move up. He's got some competition in there. Uh, with Kareem Hunt, we don't know what's going to happen, but they didn't. They paid Dearness Johnson not much. Two mil. Two he got mil. his money though. I'm happy for him. Oh, I'm happy for him, yeah. but it's a one year. It's a one year thing, right? He 
He's an XFL yeah. stud. Yeah. So, I mean, he's like we saw him. Well. He was able to carry the load, but I, I think Jerome Ford gets Whoa. worked in a little bit. I mean, so it's fine. No, Another, I, if you think about it, Cleveland, they didn't have many picks because the Deshaun Watson trade. David Bell. David Bell. That's why people are overlooking Bell because they hardly had any picks. Bell, if they have Watson, if they have a, a good. I don't think they're going to have Watson. Just, no. just putting it out there. But Jacoby can get the ball 10 yards away from him because David Bell is going to be fine. I think yeah. Jacoby's going to be fine. And He's a steal right For now. Jerome Ford, this running back room was Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Dearness Johnson. They had three good running backs, and they still took him early fifth round, which is saying something when you don't have many picks. So for me, when they saw him, that was their guy. They wanted him. So I'm not, I'm fine with that pick. That's like taking Snoop Connor or somebody like that early because you know there's an opportunity there. There's a fifth round pick. Tyler Algier was an early fifth round pick too. Abram so Smith. These, yeah, Abram Smith. That's another guy. Uh, Corey, you had you had your hand up. Yes. So I'm going to bring this back to we're going to circle back about the Baker talk and the money, right? I think right. the Browns want the team, whether it's Seattle Panthers, to take majority of the money. Because they want to trade for Jimmy G. That's that's quite a, a statement. For a one-year rental, they know they're not going to have Watson for this year. They get the contract. He's getting one million base salary. Jimmy G has a lot of money on his contract. I think he's around eighteen to twenty million as well. Obviously, both of these are one year, but that's still a lot of money to be tied up into a two quarterbacks. That's 34, 40 million potentially there with Baker and Jimmy G. And I think Jimmy G can provide a solid one-year rental. For this Browns team, who's kind of be competing? I mean, they what were third in whatever the division is, but they finished two games out. They beat the Bengals both times. They might have beat the Ravens too as well. So they're going to be competitive. I think they're going to be competitive with Jacoby Brissett, and that's it. That's sure. their starting quarterback for the for the I, season. He's just, he's just not good. I think they yeah. Oh, well, hey, it, I mean, it, it's not all about fantasy. They're going to run the football, and oh, you know what? With Jerome Ford. Ford there as a as a late back i think he makes his way in camp and he makes the team and he does what he needs to do and he also gets there he gets on the field at some point their the schedule later. is their strength of schedule is phenomenal like nick chubb is going to destroy this year if nick star. chubb can stay healthy he will be the rushing leader like he will beat derrick henry and Ooh. and all of them like nick chubb is going to have a insane year chubb may not healthy. yeah if, uh, partially like he uh, can't blame me, a running back for missing a couple like games. A couple yeah. games here or there. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, when he's on the field, he's he's super. As long as they give him the ball. Nick like, Chubb is the best running back in the league. There was opportunities last year yeah. where they should have given him the ball and they didn't. Yeah. Nick, that's Nick, why they lost in the playoffs. Get if, if I was starting a team and somebody said you can pick any running back that you want to run the ball, it's Nick Chubb 10 out of 10 times. He's the Jonathan. best running back. Shout out Georgia. So I love Georgia. Yeah. Running back, you. Shout out to Georgia, especially James Cook. <clears throat> yes, James Cook. Yeah. Oh, James Cook. Um, um, so I, I want to ask Corey before we leave, give me one player at every position, not the top guy as a rookie that you think will pan out, do well, and their value will rise higher than it is. Um, quarterbacks, you got to go with the third round guys. I'm going to go with Ritter. Okay. Running so back. <sighs> Mm, I want to say Rashad White. I guess I will just for the sake of time. Rashad White, receiver Wandale, and tight end Greg Dulcich. Okay. Now, are we sleeping on John Mechie, by the way? 
Uh, is that the yeah. Dallas guy? No, yes, that's everybody's Houston. still sleeping. Oh, Houston guy. He's still everybody's from still the sleeping. Yeah, but yes. that's okay. He's the Alabama guy that can that can make things happen. He, everybody's think, sleeping yeah. on John Michi. I'm taking him late in best ball drafts right now. Very very late. I'm I'm taking him behind Nico Collins. I like I like his style. I think he's going to produce in the the latter half of the season. So yes, John Mechie, people like are him. sleeping on him right now. Also, he's still also a second round pick. Pickens, Pickens, I think is going to be oh, where nice. we. Yeah, P- Pickens is somebody who I think is going to end up being where we all projected him as before the ACL injury. So for me, he could be right up there with Burks and even Drake London. I took him in the first in that league we talked about yeah. with Jeff. So uh, it's, I mean, you, we've read this story before and, and tell me what receiver recently had the same pretty much storyline of Pickens. Did you just ask me a question? Yeah. And it's T Higgins. It's T Higgins. T Higgins storyline is almost absolutely similar to Pickens. Like they're, they're right on the same level injury in college that dropped them. They have a rookie quarterback. Like everything is here. They were an early second round rookie pick. Like this is this is the same story. We've read this book before. It's just I a mean, diff- it's you just could a say the same, version. You could say the same <laughs> thing about the quarterbacks in this draft compared to Jalen Hurts when he got hmm. drafted. He was 204. I got him 204, 206. You were getting Jalen Hurts in rookie drafts, and now we're looking at Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter going mid second round. Like yeah. they could produce and their value will go up. Like there's no reason not to take a second round quarterback, take a shot on a second round quarterback in a super flex league. Yeah. I think the first round pick was a little bit too strong because the wide receivers in this class <laughs> were the best option. There were plenty of them. And we're starting to see like the top three running backs, Walker, um, James Cook and Brees Hall, like in the first round, that's that's fine if there's three of them, but mainly it was wide receivers. So if you're taking Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, uh, they could pop next year. They're not going to pop this year. Jalen Hurts took a year to get on the field. <laughs> you know, so, that, everybody has to remember that. And and people are going to come at you with the, oh, why they dropped a third round. Well, if you actually okay. listen to the coaches talk about it, it was because the draft was deeper at other positions. It Correct. was deep at, deeper at corner, and the needs of teams weren't with the quarterback because of the offseason. The offseason had plenty of quarterback moves, which actually shifted teams' needs. Like Seattle had needs at offensive tackle. You're not going to put a rookie quarterback in behind that offensive line. Like, What would be Justin worse? Fields. What would be worse? Getting uh, a quarterback like Willis at 109 for Seattle, or actually having a good offensive line, then I mean, you just let Geno Smith be the the pin cushion there. Geno's franchise yeah. quarterback. <laughs> so Joe so Flacco. For me, for me, these quarterbacks were fine. It, from what I'm reading from the coaches, it was all about the 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 draft and the strength of the draft and what teams needed compared to them actually getting a quarterback because a lot of teams didn't really need quarterbacks, and the teams that did had other needs stronger needs at other positions that they needed to attack. And when Atlanta even talked about Ritter, they said they had Ritter as a you know first round grade, but every time he fell, they had another player that they needed more at, on the board. So they Makes took sense. them. So for me, I'm not nervous about it. Uh, I think they're still as talented. I think Willie Willis is going to pan out. Uh, Ritter will pan out for me. I think the, the one that isn't is Coral and yeah. 
Howell, I really hope does because I I, 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 I believe in Sam Howell. I really do. I think the days are numbered for Carson Wentz. You know, we talked to Tyler's brother. Uh, you know, we we talk about <laughs> him here or there. We talked about him a lot uh, post-combine, pre-draft. But I, I think Sam Howell has the the tools around him to really be somebody. They need, like, they need to free Terry. They need to pay him. He needs to be on the field. He's going to be the spark in their offense that holds that franchise together. Trade him. Um, yeah, I would trade him right now. To the Packers. Um, but – I, I like Sam Howell. Christian I think Watson. you know if you got Sam, I got Sam Howell late in a lot of drafts. Yeah, and I'm okay if he if he pops, even if he's a a QB two. You know, there's some QB twos that take a step into the QB one direction. Derek Carr, like Derek Carr was a, a QB two for the longest time. Kirk Cousins QB two. I'm okay with that. If it's a super flex league, Sam Howell shouldn't be left on the board anywhere. 100. percent All right, now Corey, last question. Let's hear it. Who is your most rostered rookie right now? Like, who do you feel like you have? Greg Dulcich. Dulcich, okay. Dulcich or McBride. I think I'm five and five on them both. Uh, I believe from that DynastyPlanet.com, that roster ship, I think I have five of each. Nice. I'm a tight end guy. Awesome. I I mean, it's it's not a bad class to hit on him because there's like Jeremy Ruckert's a guy I really like. So uh, he's injured now. But if Zach Wilson can't throw it beyond, you know, if he can't hit anything, yeah, it's going to be trouble. So Corey stole Greg Dolchik in probably like two or three leagues that were together. He stole him right underneath my snipe the crap out of me. He's a total dynasty nerd, and you could be a do- total dynasty nerd as well. Oh, Go to dynastynerds.com and sign up for the, ner- the nerd herd. Use code DHH for 15% off any subscription. Sorry, Corey. I, I felt the need to slip that in there. Oh, you're good. Uh, you're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah, Dolchich and... Who maybe what is this? maybe Wandale if we're not at tight end I believe might up be up there at three or four I think I've done okay him. I'm telling you Kadarius Tony is still going to be the guy he's going right. to be Debo light if he, he can really stay healthy I, I believe he will there's roles and I and and I think Wandale Robinson Wandale as we like to call him here um, he he does something will. as well Shepard's out on his way out there's I'm hearing roles. reports of Slayton not making the team this year. Yeah. Um, so that that's something to pay attention to so, as it opens up and Galladay is under contract. So it's Galladay as a wide receiver two, Tony as the one, and one Dale running the slot. Guy. Yeah. You hear you heard it here here first. Chef said Wandell and Tony are the poor man's version of Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Why has it got to be poor, man? Why can't they be better? Oh, wait, the quarterback situation there. That's right. Yeah, got and probably just the talent, called, too. Called Danny Nine Pennies. <laughs> that would be uh, another interesting story. Like, who's better at fantasy, Daniel Jones or Tua? Uh, fantasy, Jones not as a quarterback. Russian upside, maybe? Yeah. Uh, Jones, Jones has probably hit it Russian higher upside. more times. I'm sure. Depends on how He's many got times he is. Um, But I like those three receivers. He's got a I better mean, arm, I be- in my opinion. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. down the field. Yeah, for down sure. Field, you can push yeah. it. And good, right. good thing about those three receivers, they have three roles in the NFL, and you hit them both. Galladay, outside, yeah. Tony, doing his thing, stretching. And, every, and then, everywhere. And then yeah, Wondell in the slot, slot. Along yeah. with uh, who they have? Ricky Seals-Jones. He's not going to do anything. Bellinger, baby. Bellinger, yeah. Hey, Kwan, Barkley. Barkley, trusting his knee. Barkley you know is yeah, looking good this year, apparently. I got to put I his said, jersey up behind me. I hear I said it. I said it last year. I said, "Watch Barkley destroy the year 
not after his ACL, but the year after after that, because Delvin Cook had an okay year after his ACL. He had some injuries, but Delvin Cook destroyed like scorched the earth the Mm -hmm. second year away from his ACL. That's when Delvin Cook became Delvin Cook. So Saquon, there's still hope, and for me, uh, yeah, he could be he could be a buy. So yeah, he's definitely a buy right now. Yeah, he could be he could be special this year again. Uh, they juice their offensive line in the draft. That that's solid. Oh, you know, man. new coach, new new uh, mind frame. But they're used to having new coaches there. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, from all of us to all of you, have a great week. Uh, we'll check back with you next week. Shout out to my man Corey Spela once again for coming on. You can follow him at Corey Spela on Twitter. Thanks, Corey, and uh, from Tyler James. Doug is on a cruise swimming with the fishes. We'll be back next week. Whoa, you said that like <laughs> swimming with the fishes. Wait, hold on. Should we worry about Doug? <laughs> I mean, you can, but I'm sure he's fine. He's on the boat. Yeah, but you said it in like an Italian way. Boats and, well, yeah, uh, you know, he's, like he's he, I, I meant he's fishes. scuba diving, you know, he's snorkeling. Yeah, that's, what, that's what they he's always in say. Caribbean, you know? That's what they always swimming say. Swimming with the fishes. He's he's you know, scuba diving, quotes yeah. unquote. Like that. Yeah. I mean, we should all look into Doug. Doug. If you're okay, let us know. <laughs> Shout out to Doug. Uh, we miss I you. I could be here every Sunday. Oh, <laughs> well, it looks like uh, we don't need to scars. worry about it. All Welcome right. Back, Wait, what if Corey paid Chef to have him swim with the fit? This is mm. all. Cl- <laughs> hey, 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 hey. hey they were sharp. We, t- we don't talk about that on film. Uh, are we still rolling here? Oh, my God. <laughs> Tyler. All right, guys. Thank you so much. See you next week. <laughs>